Hey guys, in today's episode, I'm going to be discussing the current state of the live events industry, my thoughts on when large-scale events will come back, and how I'm personally feeling about festivals, health, and safety plans. We have a lot to cover today, so let's just get into it. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Capotis. Happy Wednesday, fam. Welcome. You guys, guess what? You just have me today. (laughs) It is a solo episode, just you and I chatting together like old friends. Uh, I haven't done one of these in a hot minute, and you know what? I really just wanted to come on here and talk about what everybody else is talking about because it's on everybody's minds right now and I have a lot of opinions on it and I want to read your comments on this. So today we're going to be chatting about live events returning. Is it too soon? When should they come back? How are we all feeling about it? And I'm just going to share my honest, candid thoughts and opinions. I really, I have a very loose loose script in front of me with just like thoughts and ideas of how I want to frame all of this. But to be honest with you, I just want to speak from the heart and be honest. And I am not going to tip ta- tiptoe around the subject. I really, you know, whether this gets me in trouble or not, I'm just going to tell you how I'm feeling basically is what I'm going to say. So I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I haven't really spoken about it too much, but um, there's a lot to cover here. And I really miss live events. And it's been a little difficult to read all the comments out there because I can tell how frustrated people are and I can also see how kind of black and white it is like people feel very differently about this topic it's definitely controversial and it's a little touchy so I know you know I have to tread a little bit lightly with this but you guys you know I'm always going to be real with you so I hope you hear me out Thank you for being here. Welcome to Rave Culture Cast. If you guys are new and you're just discovering this podcast I'm so excited you're here. Um, quick disclaimer, I guess I could say, uh, I have been, like I said, I've been reading all of your comments online. Um, today I'm going to read some of your emails and then pull up the Facebook group because I asked you guys your thoughts and opinions on how you're feeling about live events coming back. So I'll get into all of that. Um, and then I'm going to weigh in with my own thoughts. But, um, one thing I could say is again, how big of a range I know that people feel about this subject. Like it's kind of all over the map and, I just want to say right off the bat to respect people that respect that people are entitled to their own opinions, right? You may not agree with what people have to say, but you cannot force your feelings on another person and it does not help to be cruel or disrespectful to people online and that goes for talking to each other and for talking to event promoters and producers. Um, This is not easy for anybody. Uh, A lot of people are out of the job right now and it's not an easy subject to talk about, but you know, there are a lot of elements involved here and I kind of want to get go through everything with you, but there is not a straight and narrow road for live events to return. I think that's very clear at this point. It's going to be a little bit all over the map. So I'm about to dive in to my thoughts and feelings on this topic. Um, and then I'll save you guys. I'll save all of your emails and your thoughts um, for the end of the episode. And then we'll do some industry news. How does that all sound? I hope you guys are ready. <laughs> this is going to be more like chill chatty honestly like grab a grab a drink grab a snack wherever you guys are listening from uh let's just hang out together and have a a conversation 
Um, and before I do that, you guys know the drill. If you if you're loving these episodes, if you guys like the podcast and you want it to keep going, um, please rate and review and subscribe over to the YouTube channel. Uh, you guys can also send a link to a friend today and tell somebody new about it. I really, really appreciate you guys spreading this by word of mouth. Uh, most importantly, make this your Instagram stories today and tag at RaveCultureCast. I will always reshare and show you guys some love. Um, and of course, we have our Facebook group community. If you guys want to meet new people, uh, that ish is definitely going to be popping off when events come back. So if you want to make a rave fam or we're going to do meetups, all that good stuff, um, I'm sure the group is just going to like explode at that point. So definitely check out the Rave Culture Cast community group on Facebook. Okay, so let's just dive into everything, you guys. So I kind of want to just first talk about where I currently stand. Um, I've kind of touched on this in a few different episodes, but I will really briefly touch on it right now um, just because I think context definitely helps. But um, I live in New Jersey. I haven't attended a single dance music show or festival since March of 2020. Um, That was IO in Brooklyn. Actually, the last festival I went to was EDC Orlando 2019 um, in November. Uh, I haven't traveled or gone on vacation or done anything like that I've seen friends and family you know gone out to restaurants and things like that but nothing crazy um I haven't done any parking raves nothing like that like there hasn't really been anything nearby in the area um there are a couple things I'm about to do which I want to dive into today because I'm going to talk about how I currently feel about everything and where I stand and where my personal comfort level is so I am actually about to travel Um, And I am about to attend my first socially distanced show in April. It's a ticketed event, masks worn, um, and you get seated at a table that are all like socially distanced. Um, This space is kind of like half indoor, half outdoor. Uh, It's during the day. And I've had friends who have gone and said it was a really awesome experience. So I'm really excited. That will be the first um, artist I will see in over a year. So I actually am really, really looking forward to that. And quickly, um, in New Jersey, everything is kind of on the up it's looking really good the vaccinations are moving along pretty quickly um right now they're going by depending on your profession so i know they just opened it up to a lot of first responders teachers um all different kinds of job titles and then i believe at the end of march and beginning of april they're doing another wave of professionals who will get the vaccine or be eligible so that's really exciting so things are starting to open up here um they're expanding the capacity i know like indoors for certain events like outdoor sports were allowed to come back weddings are allowed to be up to 150 people indoors that's all like big big progress for new jersey so it's looking good because for a while there it wasn't <laughs> honestly so that's where i currently stand um let's dive into when i think live events will come back let's start there So my stance on this, and it has been this way for a little while, is that like it completely depends on the state. I think it's very clear now at at this point that there is no blanket decision. It's not going to be like, yep, the United States is open. Events can come back full scale. It literally feels like every state is for themselves right now. So I, I think we will see events in April this month, next month. I'm not sure when this episode is coming out. Um, I definitely do not feel like I know some people are saying like live events won't come back till 2022. I don't personally agree with that. I think for sure we will see some events this year. Um, yeah, I just think it's going to be completely different depending on where you live. I think 
We've clearly seen in Florida, they have clubs open. I've seen tons of videos and Snapchats and things online. Um, artists are playing shows there. I know in Vegas, they're starting to open their pool parties and things like that. And I'm pretty sure everything is seated, right? So you have to buy a table. You have to buy a cabana um, and do like bottle service. Is that good for anybody's wallet? Probably not. But that's kind of like the case. And same thing in Texas. I know people have attended some shows there. Um and we have Ubby Dubby, which it looks like Ubby Dubby and Abduction, which is the new Insomniac Festival, are going to be two of the first ones we're going to see happen. So to me, those are like the guinea pigs. I mean, I think we'll feel maybe not feel differently, but I think we'll have answers at the end of April about how this is going to go. You know, can these events pull these things off and have it still be safe? Can they avoid outbreaks? Can they avoid any major spikes in cases and people travel because that will say a lot um as a human being and as a festival fan i hope the best for everybody's safety i hope that these shows go off without a hitch no problems with no cases you know what i mean like i hope the best for them i don't want any of these event organizers to go out of business i don't want this to go south and then that means Nope, no festivals for the rest of the year. It didn't work. Clearly, we're not going to be able to pull it off. I definitely don't want that. I don't think anybody wants that. But I do personally believe we will see live events happening in April. That's my personal opinion on that. Um, So I will be watching. I did have tickets to Ubby Dubby and I gave them to a friend. It was a personal decision. Honestly, it's not. It wasn't even that I fully don't feel safe. It was a combination of um, I'm I have a couple like big life changes about to happen to me that I'll tell you guys about at some point. Um, so I'm watching my finances right now. And on top of that, their health and safety plan, I was hoping that they were going to do some sort of like testing, um, but it doesn't sound like they're going to do that. So I think it's at 75% capacity. And right now you have to wear masks, um, but I would have to fly there. And, you know, I just wasn't sure. And I thought to myself, like, I've already waited this long, so I might as well wait longer. And honestly, I'm kind of holding my breath for EDC Las Vegas. Don't you worry, guys. I have an entire section on EDC. We're going to talk about it today. Um, so that was my personal feeling about Ubby Dubby. It, w- it really wasn't like a, I feel super unsafe. That's why I'm selling my tickets. It was a couple decisions that went into that for me. Okay. So now I kind of want to talk about how I feel about COVID and this pandemic. And again, please have grace with me. I know you might feel completely different, but I um, I don't, don't really want to be politically correct or sugarcoat anything. I want to tell you how I actually feel about it so you guys know where I stand. And my whole point with this podcast is to relate to people. And I'm sure there are people listening who are in the same boat or feel the same as me. And that's all I ask for is just to connect with people. So here are my thoughts on where I stand with COVID at the end of March right now. Alrighty, so for me, I feel like, I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but like that initial really scared, like terrifying fear that we all had about COVID um, has definitely gone away. I'm not lessening the severity of it in any way, shape or form. I know I, ha- I know people who have lost family members to COVID. I just mean that in the very beginning in like March and April of last year, I was wearing masks. I was wearing gloves to the grocery store. I was wiping all my groceries down when I came home. Like it was really scary. Like you definitely didn't want to go out anywhere. I also test had a false positive. I don't know if anyone remembers that, but back in August, it was scared the shit out of me. 
I um, wasn't feeling well. It was probably nothing. When got tested, they told me I was positive. I had an absolute meltdown. Um, and then they called me two days later and they were like, whoops, just kidding. You were negative. So I had like that whole experience, which really wasn't great. But anyway, I think it's clear now at that time we didn't have enough answers about it. Now we know way, way, way more about the virus. And that's clearly not a thing anymore. I'm not washing my groceries down. I'm not, you know, wearing gloves to the grocery store or anything. I'm using Purell and I wash my hands. I clean my phone. I do all the things to take care of my health and the health of people around me. Um, I also want to say it's, it's been a weird feeling because again, everybody's comfort level has been different. I have friends and family who have flown during this past year who have not had any issues. Um, and I know that's definitely a concern depending on your age and your health and all of that. But I think the idea of flying doesn't really scare me anymore. I don't know if anyone else feels that way. I haven't flown since January, 2020. That was my last vacation I took. Um, yeah, and I mean, obviously all the trips and stuff got canceled, but I flying just based on people I've talked to. I have a friend living by the F word. You guys just heard from her on an earlier episode. She's a flight attendant. From everything I've heard, they're really, really cleaning the planes well. And if you're wearing your mask and cleaning your hands, like it shouldn't be an issue and you should be fine. It's obviously more of a risk than staying at home, but flying kind of doesn't scare me anymore. I think that's kind of like off the table for me, especially now too, that vaccine vaccinations have entered the chat you know what I mean like I think now we're seeing more and more people every single day getting vaccinated so that on top of everything else makes me feel better um and I think the biggest concern is kind of still for me at least was like not knowing who has it right like I I had a friend recently who just got it she didn't get it for an entire year literally just got it in March uh from hanging out with friends Uh, I don't know if they were at a restaurant or in an apartment, but she got it. Another friend of hers had it and didn't know. And then, yeah. And then she went and tested positive. She got, was sick for a few days and was fine after that. So I think that's the only scary thing. It's like, it doesn't matter the size of the group that you're in. You just really never know, you know, like any, any hangout kind of could be a risk at, at this point. Um, so all this is to say, we're kind of like seeing more and more people getting vaccinated. We're seeing things start to open up. I'm really excited that New Jersey is, you know, like increasing capacity in restaurants. Things are opening back up. People can have weddings. Like it definitely is starting to feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel, which personally is a really good feeling to finally have after so long. So yeah, I mean, at this point, um, I'm I'm feeling personally more and more comfortable with the idea of things opening up, traveling. Um, A big thing for me was my parents getting vaccinated. They just got their first shot and they should be fully vaccinated by the beginning of April. So that was a really big thing for me because I'm very close to my family um, and my parents are in their 60s. So that leads me to my next point. I haven't really talked about this anywhere because to be honest with you, I've just been like afraid of cancel culture and people's opinions and judgment, but I am personally taking my first vacation. Um, I'm either on it right now by the time you guys are hearing about it or I'm about to go on it. But yeah, it's my first vacation since January of 2020, my first time flying. Um, We booked this just, I think we booked this in the middle of one of my mental breakdowns back in like December because uh, I haven't left the house gone on vacation, done anything. I've been working seven days a week for the last few, at least a year. And it's been a lot. And I was just like, I need a mental break. And hopefully by the end of March, early April, um, you know, I was hoping that a lot more people would, would be vaccinated and it would be okay. And 
I'm finally ready to do that and I feel comfortable taking this trip. I didn't really want to talk about it. I didn't really want to post pictures because I didn't know what people would say. But at this point, I'm okay with it and that's all that matters. Um, We just took our tests today. We tested negative. We submitted all the paperwork to the airlines, to the country we're traveling to. Um, and we're following all the rules and we're legally allowed to travel and we're going to do it. And I'm really excited. And that's all that matters. I literally have been looking forward to this for so long. I just need a freaking break and to just disconnect and check out. Um, and we're going to follow all the guidelines and we have to get tested to come back into the United States and do all of that. So that's kind of going to be my test to see how this all goes. I do understand the risks of doing that, um, but I feel OK flying there especially knowing I'm negative and then coming home we have to get tested and everything like that and again we're just going to be really really careful about wearing our masks in the airport the other thing too that I want to mention is you know I'm 30 I'm healthy I don't have any underlying health issues neither does my fiance we live alone Um, he's forced to quarantine from work so when we come home I work from home and he has to quarantine for two weeks so we're not going to see anybody or do anything so again um, I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to like make anybody feel better about this. It's just like I feel comfortable doing it and we'll see. I'm a little nervous. I haven't flown in so long, but yeah, I'm really, really excited to take a a vacation finally. So that's kind of like where I'm at with my comfort level with everything. Um, And I think that kind of plays into the bigger conversation here because everybody's situation at home is so different. Like you might have an underlying health condition, You might have older family members that you live with, like whatever the case may be, you might be working in a high risk scenario. So that's why I think everybody feels completely different about live events coming back. It just totally depends on your situation at home. Um, And I think the other thing is just your experience. Like I've talked to people, I've been talking to people this weekend who are like, I lost a family member or something like this. Like it's really hard to see people not taking it seriously. And I completely sympathize and and feel for you if you've been in that scenario um everybody that I well most of the people I know that were around my age or my family members who have tested positive for COVID had very mild cases you know were sick and then recovered and um is that everyone's situation absolutely not um but I think we've seen that the majority of people will be okay um I think it's like some of the side effects are a little scary to me still and the losing your sense of taste and smell freaks me out uh, a lot. Um, But from what I've seen, for the most part, if you're younger and you're healthy, you'll be just you'll be just fine. You know what I mean? So I think that's kind of like where I stand with everything. Again, if you don't agree with me and you think I'm full of shit, then that's I you know, that's your own opinion. You're entitled to your own opinion. But like, that's just kind of where I'm at with everything. Okay, you guys, I'm going to take a super quick break here to grab water and yeah, I'll be back in a second um, to talk about shows and EDC Las Vegas. Hey guys, I really quickly wanted to shout out my friends over at Lunchbox Packs. Lunchbox makes an anti-theft hydration pack that will keep all your valuables safe at any live events you're attending. It's made of materials that are sturdy and built to last and they're waterproof. It also features customizable skins that you can swap and light show wires so you can stand out in a crowd. And it features a no leak hydration system, which we love. Uh, And you refill it on the side of your pack. So you actually don't even have to take it off when you refill it, which is one of my favorite features because I always used to struggle with hydration packs at music festivals, but you will not have an issue with this pack. 
Um, it's seriously a game changer. It's the only hydration pack I've used since I discovered it for EDC Las Vegas 2019. Um, again, it's anti-theft. It is cut proof. The zippers are all inverted. They also have clips on them on them with the new 2.0 edition. Uh, it comes in red, blue, and black. And again, you only need to buy one pack because you can keep buying skins, which zip on and off the front so you can customize it and change the look. You don't have to keep buying hydration packs over and over again, which creates waste and takes up space in your closet. Seriously, it's a game changer. I love it. Get yourself set for when festival season returns. You guys can shop at lunchboxpacks.com and use code CAPOTES, that's K-A-P-O-T-E-S, for $11 off orders of $50 or more. Code CAPOTES, K-A-P-O-T-E-S, for $11 off orders of $50 or more at lunchboxpacks.com. Alrighty, you guys, I hope you're all still with me, hanging out. Um, Okay, with all of that being said, now you know how I feel. Now you know you're caught up on my comfort level, how I'm feeling, where I'm at with traveling, all that jazz. So this brings me to my next question. When would I personally feel safe returning to shows and music festivals? So again, I think this really depends uh, on a case-by-case basis, depending on what the music festival is offering as their health and safety plan. Right now at this moment, I would prefer to be fully vaccinated before attending a show, especially like a very, very big one. Um, I just feel like that would give me peace in mind for my own health to know like I've gotten both shots. Um, Yeah, I just, you know, I, I literally was just in an office getting tested for the trip I'm going on and I could hear the people next to us and they were saying that the daughter had just gotten her first shot And then I guess a sibling tested positive and she tested positive. And the doctor was saying she had to wait an extra 30 days to get her second shot. So you just never know. You're still at risk even if you get your first shot. Um, So yeah, so I would probably feel okay. Well, not probably. I would go. If I was fully vaccinated, I would definitely um, go to an event. And again, just based on my situation at home and being able to quarantine and take, you know, all the proper precautions, I would feel okay doing that at that point. Um... Another thing I think would play a factor is if they're going to offer any testing, which from what I've heard so far, testing is really, really expensive for festival producers to offer, let alone if they have like a two-step COVID testing system, which I'm about to talk about in a second. But um, if they were offering like temperature checks or even rapid tests, which I can't even imagine how much that would like slow the line and the entry into an event. But if they were doing that, that would make me feel even better. Um, yes, I know there are probably a thousand people listening right now being like, those aren't that accurate. You know what? It would give me peace of mind if they did it over not doing it, if that makes sense. Um, and then there's this whole other factor, like there are some events that are doing a two-step COVID testing system where you have to take a test like 48 hours before, submit that, and you take one at the door. Like in that case, I'd feel really comfortable, I think. So yeah, so that's kind of like how I'm feeling, um, So these are some other circumstances I kind of want to bring up. So there would be some cases I think that I would attend an event prior to being vaccinated. For example, I plan on going to Elements Lakewood Festival, which is Labor Day weekend. They were able to pull off this event safely in 2020. Um, They're a much smaller event. They're like a boutique fest camping festival 
um, in Pennsylvania. I think it's about 5,000 people that I that attend. And I just spoke to the co-founders of the event on the Festival Insider podcast. Definitely check out that interview if you guys want to hear more about how they're pioneering the return of safe events. But basically, they said that that's what they did. You had to take a test. I believe it was like 48 hours before to submit that. And then upon arrival, your car all was subject to taking a rapid test. You had to wait until you got the results and then you could go in. And what it did was create this safe space, kind of like this bubble where once you were through the gates, you knew everyone in there had tested negative twice. And I was like, what was the feeling? Were people still wearing masks? Were people still nervous? And they said it was pure bliss. People, it felt like old times again. People were so excited. Like that double level of security really, really made people feel good. So let's say Elements Lakewood was happening next month and that was the case and I hadn't been vaccinated. I would personally feel okay going to that event. Um, It's also in driving distance to me. And again, you know, I could come home, quarantine and get tested before I see anybody else. So I think that would eliminate any worry for me personally. It's also a much smaller scale event. Um, And then they said that they had zero reported cases of COVID after that festival, which is really exciting and honestly awesome for them. Like hats off to them for doing that and going that extra mile Um, for anybody wondering like, well, what happens if you get to the gate and you test positive? Basically, what they said is the first test weeded out a lot of people because if you tested positive, you obviously couldn't go with the first one. Um, Or if you tested negative, you really had only two days before the event. And he was like, most people weren't going anywhere. They were staying home because they wanted to attend the festival. So they were limiting their interactions with people. So I think he said it was like, I don't even know, a percentage point zero 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 one percent that tested positive at the gate um, and they were offered refunds. Um, So, yeah, so they treated them really, really well if that was the case. So, yeah, so. That's kind of like the cases in which I would probably be open to attending events without being fully vaccinated first. Um, And again, I think the flying aspect of it was really, really nerve wracking to me before. But now I'm kind of like, I think you can fly safely because I've seen it happen with friends and families and people have had no issues with it. And I know there's the opposite case. I know people have gotten sick flying. But to me, I think if you're really, really careful, I think flying um, is not an issue for me anymore personally. So as you guys can tell, uh, 25 minutes into this episode, there's so many factors. Okay. If you're like me, you can hear how, like, I'm taking this so fucking seriously. You have no idea. Like I am weighing out every single decision. I go back and forth. There are so many different elements that play into making a decision and so many factors that have to line up. Um, all this is hearsay too, because I haven't even been presented yet with a decision yet to attend. Um, Right now, I am just like in the zone of like praying, hoping and praying that I'm just fully vaccinated by May. It seems like it could definitely be a reality in New Jersey. So I'm just like fingers crossed, really, really hoping that I'm vaccinated at that point. I'm definitely like last on the list because I work from home and I'm um, on the younger side and I'm healthy and I'm not trying to like skip the line or anything like that. So anyway, I do fully understand and want to touch on the fact that just because you're vaccinated does not mean that you are invincible. You can still carry the virus and give it to other people, which is what the problem is here. So even if you go to a large scale event and you're vaccinated and you fly home and then you immediately go see your grandma, like you could be putting your grandmother's health at risk. So I do have to say that, um, this is where it comes down to for me personal responsibility. You need to take 
personal responsibility for your health and the people's health around you, the greater good. That's what we do as the dance music community here. We look out for one another. Peace, love, unity, respect. So please, if you feel like you're vaccinated or even if you're not vaccinated and you have the opportunity to go to an event, just be careful. Like be careful with your health. If you can go get tested, like if you can go home, quarantine for a couple days and go get tested and know that you're negative then go see people but like really really think about it here guys and be responsible for yourself and for other people I think that's where all the decisions have to come down to taking responsibility um because I just I do think we are going to see events I don't think they're not going to happen whether you like it or not and so I think it will come down to okay if I'm going to attend here's what I have to do to make sure I'm taking care of myself and other people. Um, That's kind of how I feel about all of that stuff. So that leads me into my next topic here. I want to touch on EDC Las Vegas a little bit. It's a little tricky to talk about because by the time this comes out, things could be different. We will honestly, we'll probably have like an official update from EDC at some point. Um, So I'm just going to speak to what's been happening so far. Pascal put out like a very brief announcement about it. Um, And he left like a couple comments on his post responding to people. So that's kind of like all we know right now. Um, At this point, there isn't a clear decision if it's going to happen in May or in October or in 2022. We just simply don't know yet. Um, We also don't know their health and safety plan. And I did like a funny reel about this or a TikTok about this. I turned people's tweets into inspirational quotes because it's just ridiculous. The comments online, I'm sorry, but like, the man says one thing and the comments are just like brutal, like across the board. It's like, please do it in May. May, 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 May. I want it to happen in May. Please, Pasquale, don't let us down, blah, 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 blah. And then the flip side, it's like, you're risking people's health. How dare you? It's so irresponsible. You know, it's not going to happen. You're lying to the fans. You know, it's going to be in October. Please delay it to 2022. Like, Honestly, I I know you guys. I understand how heated everybody is and how passionate you feel one way or the other. <clears throat> Excuse me, but again, he's a human being. Please remember that there are people on the other side of the things you tweet and the person that you love and praise who throws you these amazing, wonderful events that you know and love now you're absolutely ripping into tearing and then you're going to love him and praise him again when he throws a safe event like just remember that because I feel like people are being extremely rude and cruel he hasn't even made an announcement yet I don't think people understand how big of a decision this is and this is coming from the side of the event producers like there are so many moving parts The situation is changing every single day. I have no doubt in my mind that they are working with the government, health officials, city officials, trying to figure out what the best decision is for everyone. Um, We've trusted Insomniac to take care of us in the past. I know that they'll do it now. That's how I feel about it. So I don't think the incessant tweeting at him and the staff and like fighting with people online is necessary um it's just crazy and I feel like we're getting into that territory where it's like well a friend of a friend of a friend told me that they heard that insomniac is going to be pushed to October and then it gets into like rumor mill and like all these rumors are swirling around it's like okay we all have a friend of a friend of a friend who works for insomniac in quotes you know what I mean so let's just wait. Let's give them a little bit of time here. I know I understand you guys were at like a two month mark. 
again, by the time this comes out, we might have the official announcement. But for me, I know they're going to make it soon. I'm going to wait until they say what their health and safety plan is because we're jumping down their throats already without even knowing if they're going to do testing systems, without even knowing if there's going to be a vaccination check. Like we have no idea. And we also don't know if it's going to be in October. Okay. End rant. I knew this episode was going to be all over the place, but basically that's how I feel about it right now. If EDC were to happen in May, would I attend? So again, not an easy answer, not a clear answer, but if it were to happen in May, I would attend. I would go. Um, again, this is me hoping and praying that I'm fully vaccinated before. Um, if I wasn't vaccinated, I would really, really, really want to see basically like a COVID testing system, like I mentioned for Elements. Again, Elements has 5,000 people. So the scale is completely different in this scenario. However, I know Insomniac has the budget <laughs> to do some sort of testing system. And also, if I could get tested before traveling there, upload a negative test, and then upon arrival to the campgrounds, because I'm going to be camping, if I could get tested upon arrival with my whole car and we all test negative and they can create a similar experience to elements where like once you go into the campgrounds, you know everybody there has tested negative, I would personally feel comfortable attending EDC. I would feel comfortable being around that many people um, if those were the steps taken. Again, there's so many ifs here. Um, so I am not in the, I'm, I'm in both fields. I'm in, I would be totally fine and happy with it being in October. And I'm also in, I could see it happening in May and I could see myself attending in May. It just depends on so, so many factors. The other thing I kind of want to talk about here too, with like May versus October conversation is it's just so tricky. Cause I guess at this point, again, like this is where I go back and forth. Like we've waited this long. Part of me feels like we might have more of the full EDC experience in quotations if it's in October, because I think at this point in the United States, so many more people, like all the necessary people who would, would be attending this event, like the age range. Um, I know it's pretty wide, but I think we would all have the opportunity to be vaccinated by October. And who knows, like more travel res restrictions might be lifted. Um, and anybody who's like, oh, all the international artists won't be able to come. Pasquale already addressed that in a comment. He said, like, it's not an issue. They've already spoken to all the artists on the lineup and like they're figuring it out. So again, Insomniac knows better than any of us commenting on things. I think they have thought of every um, avenue and everything is lining up. But that's why I do just want to remind people to be compassionate. I've had this. I've had like an exchange with some people online about this. If you're in the camp of you don't care, you're gung ho, you just want events to come back or you got vaccinated or you're just like, I don't give a huh, I'm just ready to go bring it on in May. Again, please just put yourself in other people's shoes because if you're somebody who can't travel in May, you live internationally, again, your health is compromised, you haven't been vaccinated, you have a high-risk job, you live with elderly people, whatever it might be, and you just can't attend because you're choosing to take care of your health and the health of others, other people's, have compassion for those people because there are just as many people who want to attend EDC so fucking badly and they can't for whatever reasons. And I just feel like you can't, it's just really, really, really difficult. And I feel for those types of people who like, let's say it happens in May, can't come 
for really understandable reasons. Like that's not fun for anybody. And I I do feel for them and especially anybody living internationally who's always wanted to attend EDC. Like I just ask that you be compassionate with people however you feel about it. Um, Again, part of me feels like all this is like irrelevant because we don't even know what's happening yet. He could easily come out and be like, this is happening in October and like this whole conversation is irrelevant. But anyway, this is, you know, I just wanted to comment on it and give you guys my thoughts and opinions. Um, I think the biggest question mark as far as EDC for me is the sheer size of this event. Like right now we're talking about just having weddings at 150 people in New Jersey. Um, I think Vegas is going to open up to 50% capacity at some point. And now we're talking about an event that's going to attract like 100,000 people, if not more, in one space in very close quarters, even though it's outside. And on top of that, you're going to have people traveling in. You're going to have people staying on the strip who are going to restaurants, touching slot machines, doing God only knows what, um, and then all coming to the event. So it's just like there's so many risks because even if you tested negative and you go to Vegas and like get it I don't know you know what I mean so like there's just so many question marks for me it's hard to make a final decision I'm really just gonna have to go with my gut and my level of comfort when when the time comes um but yeah I think there is a part of me that's like it's just the safest bet to postpone it to October like why not um but yeah I mean there's so many people's careers not careers excuse me jobs on the line as well I like to think about that So many people have been out of work in the live events industry, which is really hard. Like they've been furloughed. There are no events. So I, of course, I want to see people have their jobs come back, have work to do. um, And the live events industry provides that for so many people. Like, and just as a fan, I know any of you guys listening right now, you want events to come back. This is our passion. This is what we love to do, but it has to be done safely and we can't rush it because I would hate for any event organizer to rush it and then have a situation happen where people get sick or in the worst case scenario lose their lives and it's like was this even really worth it so that is where I kind of stand with everything you guys I probably missed some things I who knows what I just said I just spoke from the heart and I'm pretty torn on a lot of it like I said it's going to come down to some game time decisions and we're going to just keep tracking how vaccinations are going and everything with that but It's nice to see, it's at least nice to see that we're getting close. I'm sure a lot of you guys feel the same. Like there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Events will, I definitely feel like I'm attending a festival in 2021. That's how I personally feel. I know something will happen. If anything, I'll definitely go to Elements Festival. Um, But I'm kind of feeling like we'll see some come back in fall. I guess those are my final thoughts. I think some events in fall might be safe. Um, So that's exciting. I'm definitely so here for EDC Orlando if that happens in November. Um, What else? I think those are the only big ones. I have Electric Forest tickets, but who knows what's going to happen with that. I think we're like, at this point, everyone's waiting for an EDC decision, but there are some other major events we're waiting to hear from. I know people were waiting to hear about Beyond Wonderland in the Pacific Northwest. So many other events. Um, But yeah, so we will see what happens. I trust all these organizers to make the best decision for everyone and again I can't stress enough just please take responsibility for yourself and for other people's health and just really think about that when you're when you're making your decisions and follow all the guidelines and all that jazz all right I want to read your thoughts and opinions I'm going to take a super quick break here and then I will be right back Alrighty, you guys I just wanted to remind you that there is a rave culture cast merch line if any of you guys want to rep the podcast you can definitely check it out there was always a link in the show notes 
pick up a dad hat, a beanie. We've got tank tops, t-shirts, anything you would need for summer. Um, I might be expanding the collection very, very soon. So stay tuned on that. Um, I've also got a mug. That's what I drink my coffee out of every morning. So definitely show some love to the Rave Culture cast merch line. If you guys are interested, definitely click the link down below in the description and have fun repping the podcast. Tag me in your photos too. I love to share you guys online and see you repping your merch. So thank you to anybody who has supported the merch line so far. All right, let's get back into the episode. All right, you guys. So I want to go through the emails that you guys sent. Thank you to anybody who took the time to write an email. And then I'm going to pull up the Facebook group because I posted a comment in there. Again, Rave Culture Cast community group. Come say hello. Um, I'm going to read just like a couple of the comments. And again, I'm approaching this from a position of you guys are all entitled to your own opinions none of you are right or wrong in my eyes I'm just gonna read the facts here read what your thoughts are okay uh this one is from Crystal it says as far as my thoughts go on festivals returning festival goers are going to follow what the festivals do for example Elements has put on super safe festivals with double double COVID testing and attendees complied happily the other side of the coin is organizers like Disco Donnie for SMF who aren't going to have any measures in place. Their only acknowledgement is an excerpt on their page letting you know that buying a ticket to their festival is absolving them of any liability should you get sick. Personally, I'm vaccinated, so I will be attending festivals with my mask on and limiting my contact with people for the following couple of weeks. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't thrilled about, about festivals coming back, but I also can't help but feel guilty for the tens of thousands who will be attending unvaccinated and spreading the virus to the larger population a population of particular concern for florida it's not an easy situation for anyone totally hear you also i just want to point out that it's obviously not just like an issue of live events coming back i know right now a ton of people are on spring break and i've seen so many videos of people like visiting florida which is like absolutely crazy so it's like it's not just that Live events are the only issue, I think, in general. It's a concern in some of these states. But again, it's like, do you want to be the organizers throwing the event, bringing all these people together? I think that's like the really big issue. Okay, this next one is from Zach. It says, hey, Emma, love your podcast. My opinion on live events returning this year would be... For a second there, I thought I wasn't recording. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm talking to myself. Okay. My opinion on live events returning this year would be that I am torn halfway. Part of me is wanting to go back and would be more cautious or careful of what I'm doing, of when going, making sure I'm wearing a mask and sanitizing as I go. I would think they would have us do a test before we go to the festival. And when we get there, I would think even... I would even think testing after the event is over too. You would also quarantine after the event as well, but I feel like in most cases, most cannot do that because you would have to use vacation or PTO. That's very true to take additional days off to quarantine. The second part of me is also guilty in a way to be going. Like if they let EDC Las Vegas happen in May after the event, there are more after the event. If there are more COVID cases and it becomes a super spreader event, I think I would feel guilty in a way. I myself haven't gotten the vaccine yet. I have been tested a few times because someone in the house or someone I knew had COVID. I would test negative, but still in the waiting period of getting a vaccine too. I work in the hospitality business. I am around people or employees all the time. I'm in Virginia right now where we're allowed to hold a max of 10 people for social gatherings. So it's made my business slow, but we still get traffic from time to time. 
I would I would be comfortable going back to live events, but I would also just be cautious in what I do, wearing a mask still. So I'm keeping myself and others safe, but having live events, having safety measures in place would make it more comfortable and enjoyable and even pre-testing too to make your experience a little bit safer. I hope this helps in the next podcast. Thank you, Zach. I really appreciate your opinion on that. I think think it's clear a lot of people are torn just as much as you are, but yes, thank you for pointing out not everybody has the luxury of working from home or not having to go back to an office. So that is a huge concern because I'm assuming in some cases if you wanted to go to say a music festival you know do you have to come home and tell your boss that you were just traveling in which case they might keep you at home with no pay or who knows what the scenario might be okay this is from Emilio it says I'm completely fine with attending music festivals outdoor this summer I'm in New York City and I plan to attend Electric Zoo there's a right way to do it. We can look at sports events for guidance. Also, not to get too political, but last summer in New York City, hundreds of thousands of people protested Black Lives Matter in close proximity for weeks and cases never grew. Cases only began to grow when people went inside for the holidays. Something about the outdoor weekends, virus transmissions. I think with a combination of that, vaccinations and safety protocols, we can party uh, confidently. Thanks. You're the best. <sighs> Yeah, that's a touchy subject. I mean, I would obviously say the Black Lives Matter protests happened because they had to and people needed to speak up for what was right at that point. Um, And they literally risked their lives for speaking up for the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, I know a lot of people did wear masks to those because it was right in the middle of COVID happening. So yeah. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I didn't really follow how many cases happened after that. I do agree with you as far as like indoor versus outdoor. There is something, I don't know where I read it, but I do remember reading like being outdoors definitely helps lessen the spread of it. It's just a matter of like how close though are you going to be to people in a crowd outside? You know what I mean? Like people are really close. Not only that, but I didn't touch on it before. That's not even the thing that concerns me. It's like, let's be fucking real here. People are going to be drinking. They're going to be taking substances, whatever. People's inhibitions are going to be lowered. All of a sudden, you're going to be sharing waters. You're going to be sharing boom, boom sticks. Like, I don't even know. It's like things are going to go out the window and you're going to see people taking their masks off and you're going to see people hugging and like all this stuff. And like, we all know that that's going to happen. We got to eat. You have to eat at some point at a festival. You know what I mean? Like you're going to be touching things, sharing bathrooms. So I just think... There are so many factors that make this a difficult decision. Alrighty, you guys, a couple more things here. I didn't think I'd talk for an hour, but here we are. Okay, hey, Emma. Now, I might be a little biased because I miss DJing for people, but I'm honestly very excited about events returning this year. I think there are ways to do this safely, but it's up to us as the Raven EDM community to be responsible. And it's as simple as a last letter of prayer. There you go. Respect. Respect yourself. Respect others. Respect the rules. If you're sick, stay home. Yes. If you're vaccinated, please still keep your mask on. Stay six feet apart. Don't be messy. On the business side, I think we're going to see a rise in club and underground show scene. People have had this people have had these all this time to hone their craft and plan big things and it's seriously about to be fucking incredible totally agree with you I think if you're a DJ promoter artist or content creator now is the time to double down because we're about to see a new renaissance in our industry couldn't agree with you more so in closing I do understand apprehension when returning to to shows but I think now is the time to also be excited for the beautiful things to come peace love unity respect and wear a fucking mask (laughs) 
<laughs> Love that. We need that on merch. That's amazing. That's from Snack. Yep, I completely agree with you. Um, that was all the emails. Really quickly, I'll go through the Facebook comments that you guys asked. I just said, um, what's your stance on everything? Would you be comfortable returning? What measures do you think need to be taken at events? No judgment here. I just want to hear your opinions. Um, Austin said, I would be comfortable going. Claudia said, I want to go to at least one so bad, but it would be heartbreaking that because of the decisions, lives could be lost and I won't be able to live like that. Darren said, I think June 1st is a good deadline for live events coming back one month after everyone is eligible for the vaccine. Um, I'm also highly in favor of requiring vaccines, vaccine passport for large scale indoor events. Uh, Tony said, I would go after I'm fully vaccinated. Events should require masks until the supply of the vaccine is available to everyone. I agree with that. I think at like the bare minimum, please wear a mask. Like, let's at least just do that. We already have masks as ravers. Like, let's just wear a mask. Um, Britta said, I just got booked to play my first gig back on May 30th. I hope to be vaccinated by then. Uh, Alexandria said, I won't feel comfortable going until the majority of people have their vaccine. So fall at the earliest. Anything sooner is just irresponsible. We need to wait and see what the science says on the vaccine efficiency on these new strains that are developing. It's hard for people to understand the severity of the pandemic when they didn't lose loved ones or see loved ones suffer from affliction. We need to remember to be compassionate and open minded to new information for the benefit of everyone, not just our desires, because that's selfish and goes against prayer. Yeah, I hear you. That's why this is such a tough, touchy subject. It really, really is hard depending on your situation. Um, I, I do disagree, though. I don't think it's one. It's so hard. I don't think it's 100 percent irresponsible because, like I said, Elements Lakewood was able to do the event a year ago and they didn't have any cases after. So I do think there are ways to pull off events safely. I just think it's really difficult and it depends on the size of the event. Um so if they can happen safely, like in that case, and you can employ all of these people and you can pe bring people together safely to enjoy music, I'm okay with that in like that scenario. Um, this one says, I would be extremely pissed if EDC gets pushed back. It is costing me a lot of money to, to have to reschedule. I'm comfortable going. And I think if people are not, then they should just not go out anywhere. And that's from Aquang. Amanda said, I'm perfectly fine going as I will have the vaccine prior to going to any live events. Plus, with my boyfriend's mom working in a hospital and all the doctors saying that we should be fine by the end of April because most people would either have had COVID by then or the vaccine will give them antibodies. Um, Tammy said, I'm ready. Give me my mask and my ticket. Shannon said, I would be comfortable going. No extra measures needed. Hope said, the events I have on my schedule upcoming are distance and masks. I plan... I have plans for October festivals, but we'll see as things get closer. Emily said, even though I had my first vaccine dose and the second is scheduled, I would feel really nervous dancing in a crowd uh, that people weren't safe unless it was very limited capacity and spaced out. Damien said, if you're vaccinated, then I think it's more than fine. If you're willing to quarantine two weeks after, then go at your own risk. Cynthia said, I don't see anything wrong with fast returning in the next few months, especially once everyone is eligible for the vaccine. People who are not comfortable going can make the choice not to attend. I personally am super stoked to start going to events once I get my vaccine. Domo said, I think it's too early. Not enough people are vaccinated yet. I feel like they should hold on for another year and allow for more drive in places there have that there haven't been any. Yeah, I mean, it's so hard. So as far as I know, with drive-in raves and other things like that, and also with reduced capacity events, you guys, just from speaking with festival producers, 
a lot of them lose money on those types of events or don't break even. And again, like a lot of them haven't made money for any a year. So these events are going to go like out of business. So that's why certain places haven't been having drive-in raves because you simply are just not going to make the money back. Um, And a lot of people have furloughed employees. They don't have the staff to throw these kinds of events. So I think another year is too long for me personally I don't I don't think it'll be another year before we see events I think we're definitely going to have some this summer and fall for sure um but again I think it just comes down to responsibility making a decision um and eventually if if you feel uncomfortable or if you can't attend um yes please stay home again if you're feeling sick please stay home but I do I do think we're going to see events. It's just going to be a matter of if they're safe and if we feel comfortable attending them, if that makes sense. Okay, I didn't think I could talk about this topic for an hour, but here we are, you guys. Thank you for hanging with me, for hearing me out, for listening to this episode, for being respectful to people's opinions. Again, that's all I can ask for. I hope you can tell how seriously I take this subject and how confused I am because like I said there is no straight and narrow road to events coming back it's not an easy decision to make um I don't think that there's a right or wrong way to feel we're all entitled to our own opinions we all have different comfort levels but I cannot stress enough to please be kind to people online and respect other people's opinions even if you don't agree with them you know it doesn't help anyone to try and force your view on another person um if these events are happening legally and people are attending and adhering to guidelines. I warn you to try, like to avoid canceling people. I really do not like cancel culture. I think it's really fucking toxic. And at some point things are going to open up whether you are personally ready or not. And it's going to be really easy to pass judgment on others that do choose to attend. But again, you do not know everybody's personal situation at home you don't know if they got tested before you don't know if they are quarantining after like there are so many factors that go into it so I just ask you to give grace to people this like is going to be really really difficult for the next few months but the biggest thing I want to talk about is celebrating this community respecting each other because that's what this is all about and it's so hard I just want to see the silver lining like we're getting close to being able to do this safely soon we're going to be able to celebrate again, to enjoy music, to be together, which is like the most important part about all of this. And and yeah, and that's a kind of what I want to say on that. Um, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode uh, and heard me out. Again, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts and opinions. Um, I really try to listen to every single person's thoughts and opinions on this and hear people out. And I appreciate you. Appreciate you guys listening and being here. I really, really do. So thank you guys for listening. Okay, super quickly, I'm going to get into some industry news before I let you all go. Um, Okay, quickly, I wanted to mention, I mean, these are all basically like festival updates. What else is new? Uh, A lot of you might already know Tomorrowland officially postponed to the weekends of August 27th to, to the 29th and September 3rd to the 5th. It's still a possibility right now that's not like 100% confirmed. They did leave it open-ended saying like there is a possibility that they might have to push it to 2022. Um, Also, that's another thing. I didn't really talk about international events today, but that's like a whole other can of worms that I'm not going to get into because I don't really know the rules right now. Um, Okay, Three Points Festival, which is an event that's taking place in Miami. The lineup is incredible. Uh, That was rescheduled to October 22nd to the 23rd. 
um, ABGT 450, you guys. How exciting. Congrats to Above and Beyond. They're celebrating 450 episodes of their radio show and they announced that the show is actually going to be in London in August at the Drum Sheds. Let me just pull this up. What are the dates? I can't believe they're at 450. It's honestly insane. London, 814, the Drum Sheds, abgt450.com. If you guys are interested in that show, that's so awesome. If I lived in the UK, I'd be going um okay outside lands moved to halloween weekend so you've got that one this one takes place in san francisco i know a lot of people love that festival um ubby dubby announced updates to their lineup so they did have to reschedule some people because some artists at at this point since it's in april either couldn't attend or i know some artists were didn't want to take the risk of attending an event just yet um the replacements are bylo boogie t dj tennis easy baked my girl LPGOB's on here, Luke Andy, Morton, that's a big one, Omnom, Seth Troxler. My camera just died and I just got cut off. Seth Troxler, Wooly, and Yolanda, be cool. All right, and the last few things here, um, DOS Energy, guys. We heard from DOS Energy. They have awoken and made a, a comment, and I mean an announcement, excuse me. And so it looks like the event is going to be on for August 13th to the 14th. Um, all they announced so far, Friday, the headliner is Cascade and Saturday is Illenium. DOS Energy, anybody? I mean, that sounds fucking awesome. And then we have a new home for hard events, guys. Hard is coming to London at the Drum Sheds again, Saturday, August 21st, which is really cool. Um, actually, it's making its return. Excuse me. It must have been there already. I didn't realize that. But yeah, that's another Insomniac event that's coming to the UK. The UK, I know, had recently said it was going to be opening up in June. So I think that's going to be interesting as well, because I know they've had um, different strains of COVID and all that kind of crazy stuff. So I'll keep you posted on that. Anybody listening who lives in the UK. All right, you guys, we made it to the end of the episode again. Thank you for hearing me out. I really I know you guys listening have probably so many concerns and different feelings and different opinions. But again, Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I will continue to do my research and keep you guys posted as decisions are made. I will probably have an entire episode dedicated to EDC Las Vegas as soon as they Pasquale makes a decision on it. I will for sure be doing videos on my YouTube channel because that is a huge part of my YouTube journey. So you can follow along with me, Emma Capotis, on YouTube. Um, and again, if you guys are enjoying this podcast, you guys keep it alive. You keep it alive with your reviews. You keep it alive by making it your Instagram stories and tagging at Rave Culture Cast, by subscribing to the YouTube channel, by joining the Facebook group, all of those things. You have a place in this community. You are welcome here. I want to chat with you. I want to hear from you. I want to be your friend. I can't wait to meet you at a festival at one of our Rave Culture Cast meetups. When it's safe, of course, you guys. Um, But thank you for spending this hour with me. I really appreciate you. And with all that being said, I will be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Bye, guys. 